Cashflow Diary Podcast, episode 238. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. The podcast that teaches you insider tips, tactics, and strategies for creating leverage streams of cash flow into your life. Learn from top performing entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their secrets to success. Like what you learn on this and other Cashflow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Game, Jay Massey. Hey guys, gals, how you doing? Hopefully you have been tuning in to the series that we have been doing. My name is Jay Massey and I'm glad that you're here. We are going to continue that series with the third installment. If you haven't listened to the first two, you probably want to go back just a couple of episodes, pick those up. It won't take you that long. These episodes have been on the shorter side for sure hopefully giving you the foundation that you need to go out there and actually make this year right now, you know, your next goal happen. And that that's kind of the goal. That's kind of the goal. Uh, this can be that time when, you know, you're thinking about things to let go of. You're thinking about the past. What happened last year that I never want to happen again? And what do I want to happen this year that has never happened before? Uh, and who am I going to have to be? Come in order to make that stuff happen. And that's kind of what we are talking about right now is letting go of those things that could be in the way. We've been talking about eight things to give up. That's right, eight things to give up. They are, again, doubting yourself, negative thinking, fear of failure, criticizing others, negative self-talk, procrastination, fear of success, and people-pleasing. So today, we're gonna be talking about the fear of, of failure, the fear of failure. Now, let's get something straight. Uh, I know that, you know, especially, and I, because I can remember when I was back in, 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 in writing those first offers on properties, I was afraid to say the least. And I, I will say this in your career, as you continue to go through things, when you are purchasing, is most of the times when you feel the fear. And most of the the other emotion you're eventually going to run into is greed. So when you're buying, you typically feel afraid and fear, that anxiety that you're very com- uh, you know familiar with. And on the selling side is when you are tempted with the greed and that stuff as well. So you're, you're going to have those emotions. I want to get something very, very clear from the beginning. I'm okay with feeling the feelings of fear especially as they're connected, you know, to failure. But what I'm hoping is that we can together give up, let go, release. And by the way, I hereby grant you permission to respond differently to these familiar feelings. That's really what I'm talking about here. To to do any work to actually believe that you could somehow eliminate fear or failure, let alone the fear of failure, and and that's what it's going to take for you to make progress. Like you're going to steal yourself against those emotions. You're never going to feel them. And therefore, when I never feel those things, that's when I'm going to be able to move forward. 
To set that up as an expectation would just be, in my opinion, ludicrous. It's just not going to happen. However, that doesn't mean it should stop you because that's really the challenge. Not that you feel feelings of fear. Not that we feel these feelings. Not that we've had failure or what I like to call failure events because, you know, failure is just usually an undesired, unintended outcome. It's not you. All right. You wrote the offer and they said, no, that's usually an undesired, unintended outcome. But that doesn't mean you are a failure. You asked somebody to invest with you. You asked, tried to raise capital. You went to a bank maybe to get a loan, whatever you did. And it feels like it's failure. Well, the very thing that must come You must learn, we all learn to develop is perseverance, and that only comes from failure or suffering. That's what it comes from. It is developed by learning how to fail successfully. And unfortunately, I've said this before, I say again, we've not been taught how to fail. We don't understand its benefits. We don't understand how to respond to it. Uh, we're, we're often taught, especially in our educational systems, again, across the world and globe, that we got to get it right. We got to get it right the first time and we got to do it with no help. And the, the thing is that that's just not the way learning occurs. When you learned to walk, you failed. Uh, when you learned to tie a shoe, you failed. Um, you learned through failing. And you felt feelings of fear, especially if you were trying to tie your shoe and you knew your parents were still leaving and they were going to leave, whether or not you got, you were like, oh my gosh. But that didn't stop you from tying your shoe. You were a very brave little tyke then. And you're still that brave person. It's there. It's just that now in our heads, we're like, oh my God, the stakes are so much more. And all this and, you know, stuff we add on top of it. But if I, if I get this deal, oh, grace. I could quit my job. And that's true. That's awesome. And I want that. Yet, in order to become that person who's capable of handling those responsibilities, you got to learn how to fail. Fortunately, for those of you who have been athletes, I think you guys, especially you pro athletes out there, um, you guys have a unique advantage. Pro, college, semi-pro, and you know, or maybe just really, really good intramurals, whatever. You got a really, really, really strong uh, ability or uh, musicians. I would say this uh, for those as well is you guys have learned how to fail because you first learned how to practice and you were okay with practicing because you knew when you were practicing, it wasn't supposed to be perfect because that wasn't game time. You were okay with that and you went through that. You you gave your best and didn't come in first place. You didn't get first chair. You didn't get the gold medal. You didn't you, but yet you still got up the next day and practice so that you could get better and make improvement and increase your skill. I mean in track they always talk about your personal best and swimming and and many sports. What's your personal record? Yeah, the world record is there, but what's the personal record? What's your American record, your country record? What What is that? that? That's good, but what's your personal record? Is this your personal best? The way to get to what we're all desiring is through failure and failure events. And 
have being afraid of it is fine. It's how you're responding to that fear. When you respond to that fear with inaction, that's when we get into trouble. When we respond to that fear with, oh, I don't know enough yet to take the first step, that's when we get into trouble. And we're going to be talking about procrastination later, but you get my point. That's when we get into a trouble. That's when we start repeating the same things and we get stuck in this rut and we wonder how come this person, how come Sally gets to, you know, go and do great things? Well, Sally probably feels some of the same things you did, but she just chose to respond differently. And because she responds differently, she receives different rewards and rightly so. And as soon as you decide that today is the day that I'm going to let go of the old version that used to respond this way, Great. As soon as you realize that it's not getting rid of those feelings, it's knowing that those feelings are there, being prepared for them, expecting them to come and still being able to move forward. You may have heard it said before that fear simply means forget everything and run. And, uh, you know, I, I can say that there have been times where I've done that. That's been the choice. Forget everything and run. But doing that has consequences. And One of those is at the end of the day, when you're on that final deathbed or you're you're nearing the end of your life, you won't know what would have happened. And I think that would be torturous. In fact, a friend of mine once said that a definition of hell is to meet the person you could have been. I'm like, hmm, that's a guy. I I don't want to meet that guy. I just want to be that guy, right? I want to give it a try. I don't like not knowing. Well, what if I would have tried this? I wonder what would have happened. Typically, when I have that thought, you can best believe in the not too distant future, I'm beginning to formulate a way to go find out. I want to know, like, what if, you know, I did write uh, an offer for a, a commercial building? What would happen? I wonder. What if, you know, I get an apartment complex? What would happen? Well, there's only one way I'm going to know. I can guess. I can try to get it perfect, and you know, before I start, but that's not going to happen. So I might as well just start. And, you know, if you've, <laughs> if you've ever taken the Colby test ever, um, there's a – one of the values is called quick start. And I'm guessing you can – figure out which one of those (laughs) what kind of score I got right there because it was it's it's like off the charts right there but that's that's how I attack things because primarily because I don't want to wonder I just don't want to wonder what if and that's that that's you know it's it's just part of who I've become who I've learned to be see when you forget everything and run, it's, um, I, you know, I'm unable, maybe you are, but I am unable to recall a time where choosing that option has resulted in something that I'm proud of. I can't think of a time where, ooh, I just forgot everything and ran this other direction because I was just afraid. Now, that doesn't mean there haven't been projects that I've abandoned or made different choices, but it wasn't 
because, ooh, I was afraid to find out what was down <laughs> that road. I, I took the, you know, you're going to take the red or the blue pill, right? And, you know, for those of you who are Matrix fans, you get where I'm coming from. And you've already gone down one of those roads. And you know what's down there. So let's go down a different one. See, fear could also be face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. And I think it has way more benefits, not only for you, but for your friends, your family, those who are looking at you right now, because maybe you're listening on a brand new iPod device and you're telling everybody how excited you are about podcasts and and they're watching like, ooh, what you going to learn something from those podcasts? You're spending a lot of time listening. When when are you going to have some results? You know, and that's usually how it starts. But over time, you begin to let these thoughts, these ideas, these things sink into your mind. And you might just dare one day do something that amazes you simply because you've changed. See, I think there's way more benefits to learning how, and keywords, learning how to face everything and rise. One, for me, <laughs> you'll know. There's no more guesswork. You know, you don't have to wonder. I wonder what would have happened. Well, now you'll know. And it'll be clear. It'll be clear for you and everyone else around you. There will be no mystery whatsoever about, hey, if I, I wonder what would have happened if I would have just asked one more person, one more seller, one more buyer, if I would have just had one more cash flow game, if I would have just went to one more networking event, or if I just would have figured out that one new skill that was required and in my way. For me, that it, it, that's one of the biggest benefits is that you will know. Now, this does not mean nor does it guarantee that you're going to like what you find out. <laughs> so hopefully you're okay with that part. But you'll know. You may not like what you find out. You may go out there and realize that you're absolutely horrible at public speaking. You're absolutely horrible at sales. You're absolutely horrible at all of the skill sets required for you to make your dream come true. But guess what? That's okay. Everybody starts there. No one was like born, poof, perfect, ready, finished product. That just means you now you know where you're starting from. And that's great. The one of the another benefit that I, I think about when you face everything and rise is it, you have a guaranteed learning experience. You may not have a guarantee for the result you're after. Okay. Indeed you don't. But you have a guaranteed learning experience regardless of what happens you're going to learn so much about you <laughs> and the thing that isn't guaranteed though is how much you're actually going to learn in fact i believe very strongly in wins you learn less and you can often be made weak and vulnerable by winning a whole bunch and especially early because there are things you just don't know that you don't know and you think you actually know. And then you find out another way. Because, see, when you win from the beginning, yeah, okay, everything worked. But why? Because, see, one day it, it may not work. And you find yourself living in fear of it breaking or going away. You're like, I, it's working, but I don't know why. And I'm just afraid it's going to go away one day. Boom. Done. You You could actually be unsure of how to get it back if it did disappear. You're just not calm. You can't respond to marketplace conditions and you're just like, uh, 
if it goes away, I'm done because <laughs> I don't know how to build it back. I don't know what steps to do. Step one, step two, step three, step four, you know, and winning can be a challenge from that particular perspective. See, I believe strongly that learning from losses improves your future chances at not only winning once, but winning consistently. And, you know, guys, we, we talk about all forms of cash flow around here, right? Obviously, we do real estate, but you guys have probably figured out by now uh, that we have membership and we do online stuff. And, and that wasn't something I grew up one day saying, hey, I'm going to, you know, help people online. I didn't know that. And here's the thing I will say is that regardless of your business, whether it is real estate, dry cleaners, bed and breakfast, music, I, I don't care. You, you're going to need to tackle this online marketing thing. You're going to have to understand it, if nothing else. You may not be the one implementing it, although I would strongly recommend that for most of you, is that you are the one implementing, especially if you're just starting out, especially if you're still small. But you're going to have to learn it. You're going to have to learn all of these things and just like everybody else did, because I've had to learn and I mean, I was like, what's an opt-in page? And I remember some of my first ones, if they barely got a 20% uh, conversion ratio. For those of you who don't know, that's not really good. <laughs> and, you know, today we've got some that do 40 to 70%. We've done some amazing things, but that was because we failed at the beginning. Now, the outcome wasn't just to make an opt-in page. It was to help a person, you know, understand deeper real estate uh, techniques. The outcome was to help look for and, and recruit, uh, you know, team members or find investors. Well, okay. But the first hurdle was like, what's an opt-in page? And then you got, you know, email autoresponder. How do you use one of those things? And what's that about? And I, you know, and I didn't want to spend a dollar. I don't, why do I need to spend any money for this stuff? I mean, it, here's the thing. It's really interesting to think about today is that the first six months of trying to do stuff to spread the message and make sure that we could build a list and have buyers, sellers, investors at the ready. We barely had 600 people on the list. Barely. And it's not like I wasn't giving it my all. It's I just had to grow and become the person uh, that needed that I needed to be because I didn't want to build something where I was dependent on someone else. Now, that can be a shortcut. OK, that can be a shortcut. That doesn't mean I wouldn't do that today. You know, it just means when it's learning the skill set, there are some skill sets that you should take the time to learn. For example, I, I'm not going to go learn to be a CFO or do all the accounting stuff because that 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 would just not be for me <laughs> at all. Uh, the, there are some skill sets that you should stay somewhat ignorant on, but others that are critical to your business and sales and marketing is critical to your business. Well, now, you know, the first six months, 600 people on the list. Now we, we do double that plus more in a week because we, we now know how to do that. We had to learn. We had to fail our way forward. And I promise you, it wasn't quick. All right. Because your, your business, whatever it is, real estate, otherwise, it requires marketing and, and more people to know about what you do because without it, your, your business will perish, guys. I mean, I know you're thinking, you know, because I think about this a lot, you know, yeah, well, if my tenant just never leaves, uh, then I don't have to worry about it. Well, that's true, except at some point, even if they never move out, they will 
they're not guaranteed to live forever. And then I have a vacancy and I need a new tenant. And guess what? That's going to be required. (laughs) This whole marketing thing. Now, I'm not trying to be morbid or anything. I'm just trying to underscore the point is that when you're learning something new, you're supposed to fail at first. It's actually really, really good for you to do so. And to get kind of used to it, because you're going to continually be learning new things on this journey as you go out there to build your cash flow, become of more value to people and help them in various different ways. The first time you write your name on a contract, you're going to be nervous and that's okay. That's normal. You're going to be afraid. Is it going to close? Can I close it? Those are all normal thoughts. I'm just telling you, those feelings... They're, they're not really going to go away. You're going to consistently feel them. But that doesn't, just because you're feeling them, that doesn't mean you should go in a completely different direction. Okay? You know, there, there was a mentor of mine, Jim Rohn. Many of you may know him. He said something to the effect that not to strive to have a million dollars or be a millionaire because you want the million dollars, but to do it Because of who it'll make of you, what it'll make of you along the way. And failure is what shapes us. It's what makes us into who we are. Yes, the wins are important. But being afraid of the very thing, running in the opposite direction, forgetting everything and running in the opposite direction of the very tool that nature intended for you and I to become useful is counterproductive. So with all that, I'm going to share with you an exercise that I found helpful. And I think you'll find it helpful too. Because see, those you respect or admire have the same feelings just like you. They are human. Hello. They don't get a get out of jail free card on these things. So I'm going to share with you an exercise that helped me to make some of those individuals that we can occasionally put on pedestals and put them in the same place so that maybe I can just go, okay, I can do it too. Here it is. Now, you'll you'll catch the pattern in, you know, here in a minute. But first it requires that you there's someone out there that you admire. And Hopefully, you know their first name, right? That guy on TV that uh, at least find his first name, all right? And here's how this works. With your mental image, that picture, that understanding of that person that you admire, that you currently put on this pedestal, I want you to say these things about him and yourself. He has hopes just like me. He has dreams, just like me. He has fears, just like me. He has failures, just like me. He overcomes obstacles, just like me. He has learned skills, just like me. And then I'm going to do that same thing, but I'm going to change 
that first word. To they have hopes just like me. They have dreams just like me. They have fears just like me. They have failures just like me. They overcome obstacles just like me. They learn skills just like me. And then I'm going to do that exercise one more time, but now I'm going to put in their name. So not knowing your name, I'm just going to call you Frank. (laughs) Frank has hopes just like me. Frank has dreams just like me. Frank has fears just like me. Frank has failures just like me. Frank overcomes obstacles just like me. And Frank has learned skills just like me. That occasionally, done in a consistent manner, will help you to overcome some of that anxiety you think that others don't feel. (laughs) It's totally there. In fact, if you want an example of how to fail but fail forward... Just go and listen to some of the earlier episodes of this podcast. Start with number one. Tell me if you can't tell the difference. (laughs) Because I promise you, I was afraid and feeling feelings of fear on many of those first episodes. But I, I had a reason to document all this anyway. And I wanted to make sure that that got done. And that was stronger than the feelings that I was feeling inside. And was still able to move on. I'm hoping that this time we spent together today will give you a little bit of courage. You know, that's exactly what you display when you face everything and rise. It's been fun talking to you today. I look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time.